By the way, I did burp at the very end of our episode, so you can another little NFT for you, Chris. Hello, my friends. Thank you for joining us for the PepCAC Podcast, a weekly information security show featuring some all-around good people. It is officially week 52 of 2021, and not that it's been fun, but I am ready for 2021 to come to a close. I'm Chris Louie, and with me, I have my co-host, Brian Deach, who never writes the wrong year on a check, even in January. My errors are red, my screen is blue, someone sent help, I deleted system 32. Uh, so actually, on a different note, anyone get this re- uh, this reference? So speaking of checks, I've been eating and bur- I'm sorry, I've been earning and burning, snapping checks and cashing checks. I'm ready for the Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> All right, nice. step brother. Oh, he got it. He got it. I love it. And we also have Glenn Medina, who also still uses paper checks. I do. Hi, everyone. Welcome back, and thanks for joining us. Happy to be back for podcast number four zero. Can you believe it, guys? We made it to the end of the year. I lived. I didn't think I was going to live this long, but I lived. I'm alive still. We survived. COVID free, right? No one actually got it this year. Uh, Yeah. Well, unofficially, yes. We uh, officially we we have not. No one in my family has tested positive for COVID. Yeah, same you here. You guys can keep it going on. Yeah, you too, Chris. Dodge I it can't, this year. I can't tell you how much sanitizer, cleaner, solvents we've gone through in this house, but it's a lot. I, like most of America. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No guests this week for the last episode of the year. Combined, we have decades of information security experience and here not just to educate, but to entertain. We've got four awesome stories for you this week to sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. This week's episode will take a look back on 2021. For our opening topic, I originally wasn't going to have an opening topic and launch straight into our favorite story and prediction for next year, but this story was just too hilarious not to discuss this week. Members over at Yahoo Finance voted Facebook Meta the worst company of the year for 2021. And for the most part, I'm in agreement with the user's reasons for voting them as the worst company. They had whistleblower allegations that the company valued growth over user safety. Their Instagram platform is damaging the mental health of adolescents and adults alike. Censorship of conservative views and not doing enough to stop the spread of misinformation. It's no wonder they rebranded themselves to Meta Platform this year. Yeah. And what's crazy about it is they were, you know, since they are the platform, right, they were able to suppress so much of the bad news that's kind of wrapped around it. And uh, going back to your thing about the mental health of adolescents, um, I forget what I was watching, but it was like each social media platform, like they all have like their own ability to like turn on the camera app. And so everyone kind of claimed back in the day that like there's no filters, but then to get people to use your Facebook app or Snapchat app or app, excuse me, or like Instagram, they started like tweaking the settings. Like we're going to put the beauty filter to like 2%. And so then maybe that was the default for Snapchat. And so then Instagram's like, well, we're going to set ours to three because we want people using our camera to take pictures, right? It's just, it's messed up. It gives a, a false expectation of what you really look like. And I think, I don't know about boys. I don't know that I necessarily cared when I was a child. But I think that, you know, that plays hell on a, on a, on a young woman for sure. 
it's like a race to the bottom on who can make their pictures look as fake as possible, but still have people try to believe they're real. I kind of look at this differently. So the last time I heard the world meta, it was Ron Artest who changed his name from Ron Artest (laughs) to Meta World Peace. Meta World Peace, yeah. (laughs) Did did he do that after that fight? Was it it that fight that got him suspended? Exactly. He was probably one of the most violent people in basketball. Well, yeah, for that era in time, right? And to change his name to Meta World Peace, but he still continued to be just a... Not the greatest guy in basketball. Yeah, it was just yeah. a thug. So I, I, I liken this to what Facebook is doing. Is like, yeah, you can change your name, but but to choose the name Meta and associate that, like I said, <laughs> I, I, I kind of think about this as maybe they are just thugs back there. So You know there's a documentary on that on Netflix? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there is, right? I, I, I can't remember the, the name, though. The big fight that he was in? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it, it will be... An interesting perspective, right? Because they have that documentary that's, I don't know, an hour, two hours long. I haven't seen it yet, but I'll watch it. But then there was Daniel Tosh's take on it. And if you know anything about Daniel Tosh, right, he is not PC whatsoever. I'll see if I can pull the clip, but I'm not about to uh, uh, re, you know, reenact his, uh, his joke or his take on it because it is way too edgy for anybody that I know. All of them. I mean, all those guys just got into a fight with the crowd, right? And then not only that, but the crowd. One of the guys in the crowd was the one that threw the the beer or the the water, cup right? of something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was, it was something. Yeah. But the, the it, odd thing was he attacked when he went the wrong up, guy. Did he? he attacked the wrong guy in the stands? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the guy in the stands that he went that that threw the cup. He watched our test just run by him and go chase the guy and he was like oh man i'm i'm surely i'm happy it wasn't me you could see it in his face in that video he's like right? quietly sneaking out the back yeah yeah they finally caught you, him though so did you so it's one of those things right like you you if you're in the audience i almost think that you think that you're like bulletproof you can say whatever you want because to a certain degree you can you can talk trash right but throwing water or beer on him was like that was totally out of line but did you guys see the uh, like there was a, there was a couple that had like front row seats to an L.A. Lakers game or a game where the L.A. was playing And this? Uh, I think the woman was talking just tons of crap towards LeBron. And then LeBron like like literally had the ability to stop the game and had the people ejected because they hurt his feelings, which is crap. <laughs> right. I think that's crap because I think they should be allowed to say whatever they want to say. Um, of course, within the guidelines of not being racist or anything like that, right? Um, but the whole point is that's what they buy the tickets for, right? And you know, players, professionals, they should be thick-skinned against that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, think about it, like Jordan was the biggest crap talker on the court ever, right? And you yeah. really got a glimpse into like what he was up to back in the day when they released the uh, that that last doc- the last dance documentary like he was just, he was just a killer out there like he was just trying to get into people's heads by the way before we go on to the, you know rounding out the other top hated companies has anyone seen the clips of tiger woods and his 12 year old son playing golf oh is it they're, they're just like each other right just recently yeah the kid is insane like is he oh, for 12 years old hitting you know hitting stuff better than his dad and like just the confidence, right? Like he's, you know, he's got like a 25 yard putt or 25 foot putt, excuse me. And he knocks down and he knows it. Like as soon as he hits it, like he's, he's swinging his hand. Like I got this baby and it goes in. I'm just like, just watching him. I was like, oh my God, this kid is going to be great. And I guess the, what was going on 
uh, with the PGAs, they were doing like father and son duos or father mm-hmm. and kid duos. And, you know, everyone else, like, you know, John Daly's probably got like a 25 year old kid and Tiger was out there playing with his, his 12 year old. It was insane to watch. It was really cool. And they have a lot of the same mannerisms as well. Yeah. Like the way they both have allergies and the way they rub their nose. I don't know. It was pretty <laughs> neat to see. Now I got to go back and watch those. That game. Yeah. Cool. And rounding out the top hated companies, so Facebook Meta platforms, number one. Number two, Chinese owned Alibaba and Robinhood for its GameStop trading shenanigans. Microsoft this year wore the crown for the best company in 2021. They blew past the $2 trillion market cap and temporarily overtook Apple as the most valuable company on earth. Coming in at number three for most hated, AT&T, really no explanation needed there, and Nikola, the electric car company, for being a gigantic fraud, and lastly, Tesla for releasing products before they're ready. I'm surprised to see Tesla up there, and I would think that you would see Comcast uh, before AT&T, but what's, what's everyone's beef with AT&T? So, so actually, in the in the comments section of this article, I think the, the top-rated comment was, you're welcome, Comcast. <laughs> there were enough companies that were more hated than Comcast and knocked them off the list. <laughs> I, I don't know what, what the beef is with Comcast. They they deliver my internet. I just wish they could deliver it faster. So, I mean, I think the beef with IS, AT&T, Comcast, Cox, Charter, Spectrum, any of them is, at least here in the U.S., like it's a... It's not a monopoly. It's it's a pseudo monopoly, I would say. And, and there's there's lots of studies that do this. So where I live, I can get Comcast, or I can get DSL, six megabit DSL. Like there's just nobody else that no one else rolls fiber here. No one else rolls cable here, and that's true for most of the nation. Like you, you, it's it's really anti competitive that most people at most would have two choices for an ISP, even though there are tons of ISPs out there. They just have this quote, gentleman's agreement not to compete in the same areas that forces you to go to these companies and you're paying like, some people pay like 80 bucks a month for like 300 megabit. Like if you go to anywhere else in the developed world, go to Japan or Western Europe, you're getting like gig internet for like 30 bucks. Oh, that's insane. Um, on the, the Tesla thing, you know, about releasing products before they're ready, I almost think it's like a treat. Like yesterday, my uh, my phone said, hey, your, your Tesla's going to get updated. I was like, you know, great. Can't wait to see what the new features are. And now I have like the the remote live uh, view, uh, you know, from my phone. Oh. So I can actually see the cameras and then I can talk into it and I can do like Darth Vader's voice as well. Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah, I understand like, that. I guess that would have been great to have like when I got the vehicle, but I, I don't really mind waiting for some of the features that are on there. Or are they like talking more about like the self-driving or or is it just other features I'm not even thinking of, Chris? It's it's a little it's a little bit of everything. It's some things are not released, and I think it's 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 partially Elon's fault as well because he always overpromises and underdelivers. Like he he'll he'll always do what he says he'll do, but sometimes a year late, sometimes two years late, and I think they grew too fast as well. So their customer support, post sales customer support, uh, lacked a little bit. I think you you were dealing with it with the whole solar thing. I've read other negative stories about their their solar city acquisition that some people are just waiting for the solar they can't get their act together so i know they've, they've gotten dinged on that but as a car company i think by now they've, they've worked out a lot of the problems i think it's just ramping up and 
you know, what comes next, basically Tesla Semi and Cybertruck. I would tell you any parent that's listening to this, they have kids that are graduating high school. And if, if college isn't for them and they're going to, you know, pick a dear, a different career choice, you got to look at Tesla. Uh, there is it like, at least in Arizona, there is an extreme shortage of blue collar workers that are willing to get out and, and troubleshoot and, and, you know, put up solar panels and, 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 you know, I already said troubleshoot, but, you know, get out there and do the hard labor, but they pay phenomenal. They got great benefits. Like there's just a lack of interest around or maybe a lack of awareness. I have no idea. Chris, you going to change careers? No plans on that right now, but, uh, thanks. Thanks for the tip. I tell you what I'm going to do during retirement. I'm going to go work at a big box company, checking receipts out and seeing how long I can make frust customers frustrated when I tech, tech the line and see if I can get, make it 10 and 20 people deep and make it frustrating for them <laughs> when they try and check out at the store. It's going to be, be a, my goal. Be a troll. That's a life goal. That's <laughs> one of their KPIs. Yeah. Uh, at, my, at my Costco, there's a board in the front that has KPIs and it. it's every checker's name and it has their items per minute written on it. So it's it's publicly shaming the slow checkers. <laughs> no, I just want to be the guy that checks the receipts as they walk out the, with their cart. <laughs> so Yeah, it's like, Glenn, this month you did one receipt per minute. That's right. Good That's job. Some, yeah. But on the flip side, no one stole anything. That's right. So thorough. That's right. No <laughs> loss. Things off no loss of one. revenue. <laughs> Speaking of which, can you guys leave Costco without spending more than, or less than five hundred bucks? <laughs> five hundred, yeah, five hundred is doable. I think, yeah, one hundred impossible. Two hundred, yeah, fifty yeah, and hundred, yeah, fifty okay. and hundred for me is hard. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't think there's been a time this past year, but when we go, it's usually once a month, and I am shopping for six. So who knows? Yeah. Maybe if I aggregate my shopping to once a month, it would be 500. So I'm talking yeah. probably like 100, 150 weekly. So I, think I, yeah, I should buy stock food. in them. I need to buy some stock in Costco. What the heck? What am I doing? Long Costco. Long Costco. All right. Well, after 40 episodes and covering hundreds of stories this year, I thought it'd be fun that each of the hosts, we can talk about our favorite story. And we can pick a prediction for next year. So for me, I could not just pick one story, but multiple stories that span a common thread. So I don't know if you consider that cheating, but hear me out. For 2021, I picked our coverage of the NSO group as my favorite story of the year. For those of you who have not listened to the first 39 episodes of our podcast, NSO group makes surveillance software, essentially, essentially spyware, and they claim that they only sell to law enforcement and government agencies for lawful surveillance to prevent terrorist attacks. In reality, watchdog groups like Citizen Lab up in Toronto, Canada, they found NSO spyware called Pegasus on the phones of journalists and dissidents. If I really had to narrow it down to one story I loved in particular, it would have to be the story we did on, on Black Cube, the Israeli private intelligence firm, who they attempted to find dirt on Harvey Weinstein's accusers, and to goad Ronan Farrow, a New York Times reporter, into saying something racist. Coming full circle, the U.S. has banned the NSO group from operating here due to the well-documented abuses of the Pegasus platform and NSO's inability to control its spy tools. 
The intersection of NSO and InfoSec is that NSO often develops and purchases zero-day exploits for iPhones and Android devices in order to install their Pegasus spyware. Their hacking capabilities rival many nation-state-backed hackers. Yeah, I'm going to go with you on that one, Chris. I really enjoyed the story about the uh, Igor and the, the as a private in get investigator. I thought that was hilarious. What was even more hilarious was they thought that when we were texting each other on a back chat on a on a on a group chat that a truck it was at a garbage truck or some truck it's had a sweeper pulled around trucks. a sweeper truck sweeper. Yeah. had uh, pulled around your neighborhood several times, which is totally uncommon. <laughs> so the the back joke that. Uh, you know that they're on to you and they're they're surveilling your houses was really funny yeah i'm being watched what's the like what do you think they would actually hear anything that would actually have you cringe at all chris no they just hear me like talking about our our, our platform and why our company is so great and explaining how we solve customer problems that's probably what they would find out and nothing that they can't find out from our website yeah, that, probably the same here. That and me calling inanimate objects the B word when I stub my toe on it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing about you yelling at the kids or the wife yelling at the kids saying, hey, don't do that. <laughs> well, from the street, even if they use one of those laser uh, listening devices, they can only hit my office window. So if I'm, if I'm in the living room, then they wouldn't be able to hear much of anything in there. So they they'd be hear us listen, talk about our podcast. And we also, we also have an awesome pre-show and post-show that you guys don't get to hear. So they'll get to hear all the antics that we do before and after the pod. It's the warm-up, The warm-ups. <laughs> Those will be available on NFT only. <laughs> yeah, that or we have big enough, we can start a Patreon and people can support us that way. But so I, I guess you know. Speaking of surveillance equipment, what what do you think the distance is on that on that type of listening device? Is it fifty feet? It's like there's the there's the official one, and then there's uh -huh. the the NSA grade stuff. Because you know, officially, you know, for most law enforcement purposes, uh, I think the the laser ones they can they can go pretty far because it measures the vibrations on the window, and they can recreate voices that way. They can go pretty mm -hmm. far, but if these Snowden leaks have taught us anything about what the NSA's capabilities are. There is some insane technology that the government has that's just you know, classified. And they have you know, listening devices the, the size of a pin that they could just hide anywhere. So, I mean, there's, there's what we officially know, which is probably a couple hundred feet. And then there's what we don't know, which is like the, the black bag budget stuff. And I'm sure there's some crazy capabilities there. Did you see so, the one where... Go ahead, Brian. The gosh, I, I want to say it was probably on Netflix, but it was like it was a passive listening device. So, what they did is they wanted to monitor this like official's office, and so they sent them like a piece of artwork. And I just saw my name, thanks, Chris. Um, and when you put up the, the, the piece of art on the wall, like it, it served as like an, an amplifier or an antenna to a conversation, so they can point an antenna at there and then hear everything going on in the room. Zero technology built into it like no electrical no battery nothing wow so so i i was gonna say like along those same lines like you guys i think you guys have all watched will smith and enemy of the state and the, and the crazy things yep. gene hackman yep. yeah yeah so I, have you chris have you walked into your house and go 
what's inside the, uh, the the smoke detectors or your phones and see if it's actually your original phone and see if it's been cloned or anything like that? Well, I haven't been paranoid to that level. And, and part of me is is thinking, well, I'm actually not that important enough that someone would actually try to spy on me. So I don't, I've, I've never taken that in that step. I mean, I, I take the normal precaution. I cover up my webcam. I, I turn off the mic when I'm not using it. That'll get you 90% of the way there. If someone really wants to spy on me, they're going to spy on me, but I can at least take the basic precautions. You hear that? He take, <laughs> turns a lot of his stuff off. <laughs> <laughs> and I still have an iPhone. It's, it's, it's like when, when some of these NSO people or the the targets in the nso group they get they get hacked they're they, the most common thing is my phone runs really hot or it's really warm then they send it up to citizen lab and they said yep you've got you've gotten jailbroken you've got this pegasus on there so i mean if anything's out of the ordinary i can usually check it out and i can monitor my outbound internet access so if i see anything unusual there then that'll alert me too but again i i think i'm just not that important that people would want to spy on me not yet not yet. Not yet. All right. And my prediction for 2022, it's going to be related to my favorite thread of 2021, that even though NSO is not officially allowed to operate here in the U.S. and Israel put more stringent export controls on their Pegasus software, I think the problem of unlawful surveillance on journalists and political dissidents will continue to grow in 2022. NSO will either rebrand themselves find a clever way around the export control laws or someone else, they'll use someone else to sell their wares. Uh, maybe a new company will pop up and some of the ex-NSO employees will go over there, but somebody is going to step up and, and fill that void. There's just too much power that governments want for them not to develop their own tools or pay a more low-profile company to assist with their, their spying efforts. When the government of the UAE could not purchase the Pegasus spyware anymore, they hired a bunch of ex-NSA employees to write iOS zero-day exploits. Those ex-NSA guys got in a lot of trouble, but just goes to show the lengths these regimes will go to to spy on their people of interest. Trust no one. TNO security. TNO yeah. security. That's right. All right. All right, going over to mine, like I knew right away, like the, my, I guess my two... I wouldn't say favorite stories, my, my probably my two favorite episodes. Uh, but then, uh, then I tried to figure out what the hell the episode number was. So, is anyone in favor of changing our podcast names to like Friends episodes? Do you guys get that reference? The one with, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. The the one where Chris talks about NSO, or the one where Chris did solo episodes. That was my. That was I have a tie. So it was episode twenty eight. Chris having to do the uh, the uh, podcast solo, and if anything, it was just like he's doing his best Walter Cronkite uh, impression. <laughs> I thought it was uh, you know well executed. I think it's difficult to be your only person in the audience, but yeah, nonetheless, I, I enjoyed it. And Thank then you. I guess the the it was tied with episode thirty seven, and it was actually what got a shadow banned. I thought that was just so funny that <laughs> we had some sort of random <laughs> joke. Um, you know, about the world being flat based off the amount of, you know, salt water versus, you know, bubbly water or carbonated water, excuse me, uh, and getting shadow banned on LinkedIn, I thought was actually pretty funny. So I'll stick Speaking with that. Speaking of censorship in, in big tech. Yeah. Yeah. Which is still ridiculous. Like who would have known? 
There, there's one more, right? That uh, we probably had a lot of people washing their keyboards after one episode that we had people like really wondering what was on their keyboards. And I, I know I got a lot of messages from folks and they said, dang it, I need to go clean my keyboard now or either that or go get a new one. So what was that episode yeah, 26? Yeah. I think that was 19. Or 19. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're doing a, a public service to everybody. You heard it here first on the PebCAC public yeah, service. Yeah. I'm and looking we, at mine. There's dog hair and dust everywhere. I'm like, what the heck? And then that's when we found out that, uh, that Brian likes to chase people out of the bathroom that don't wash their hands. <laughs> no, I don't chase them out. It's just when they walk out not washing their hands. I like to call them you out. Cha- you do chase it. You call them out on it. There you go. Yeah. But to each Public them, shaming. Right? Public shaming. Love it. Another public service. Yes. And, you know, I'm here for the people, right? You know how many people are go. probably helped not get COVID because of that? <laughs> I was doing it all the way up until... All the way up until we, you know, the, the travel ban. So, so my <laughs> prediction this year is in a kind of piggyback off of Apache Struts. And we're going to call it the uh, the Log Four J Remix. I am hoping that uh, you know companies like Equifax don't get breached because of this uh, this root co- uh, re- remote code vulnerability. But I believe that it's going to rear its head here very haphazardly in the in the near future. We're probably going to see a ton of PII type of data most likely coming out because of this. So hopefully it's not Target or Home Depot or Equifax, but we'll see what, what happens. You guys think that we're going to see some fallout from this one? I mean, it, it, it achieved the perfect score, 10 out of 10. Yeah, extremely rare. So, so your prediction is that it's an existing vulnerability. Someone's going to forget about a server in a closet somewhere. They won't patch it, and then that's going to get a major company breached. Yeah, eventually we're going to hear about some sort of huge breach, blah blah blah, and then the uh, the post mortem will be root co- or the the remote uh, cause is will be log four J that some server that just didn't get patched in time is my prediction. Yeah, I can get on board with that. What do you well, think? I Mike? think I'm a li- skeptical. I think I look a little different. I think of things a little differently. I- I'm saying Doge is going to go to a dollar. <laughs> so. Doge going to the moon. Doge is going to the moon, and my I'm hoping that my AMC goes to the moon as well. So I'm more of a financial guy. So yeah, I'm hoping and praying that those things will pop. So yeah, dude, I think a hundred dollars last year in Doge is worth like forty two million dollars now. That crazy? That's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, There's some guy out there that bought shiba coin when it was insanely low and then it's worth like five billion dollars today oh my god it's amazing it's amazing i yeah i think my one of my daughter's friends brother she said oh he's good he's gonna be rich he's gonna start his own coin and i'm like okay <laughs> let me know what it is i'll i'll put in i'll put in 100 bucks <laughs> so... all right glenn favorite story of 2021 uh favorite story of 2021 i, I gotta go back and I, I go back to episode one where we started um I, I don't think it was a story but probably the what we were what we were trying to accomplish right and i think we were very successful I, we got a lot of comments uh about our dad joke of the week that that one that was pretty funny um and like i said I, it's been a blast with you guys i'm not gonna lie to you guys i think they're all um 
equally great. And I think we've gotten better. Um, but the ones that stick out the most are, are probably Igor and Dark Knight Diaries. Uh, I go back to Brian and his uh, his public shaming of people in the bathrooms when they don't wash their hands. Um, <laughs> the keyboard, ep- you know, the same episode where we talk about keyboards and how nasty they are. Um, it's been a fun time. Like I said, I'm looking forward to to more episodes and actually having an, an anniversary episode, but, you know, in, in episode 52. So, yeah, it's going to be coming up in March. We got to do something special. Yeah, maybe we come up with a video for that one. Yeah. All right, what's your prediction for 2022? Oh, I, I thought I said it. Doge is going to a dollar. Doge. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, yeah, here first. Yeah, all my investments are doing well. I mean, I'm not going to sell or trade it or buy it or cash out. Why? Because I don't know what to do with it. I have no idea how this thing works. <laughs> I'm completely lost, guys. It's just sitting there, and I have no idea what it does. Have you ever seen that that meme online? It's like a, a, there's a guy and he says, "I'm a I'm a Bitcoin millionaire, but if anything happens to me, my family will have no idea how to cash this out." Yeah, no, but that I, makes yeah complete. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the biggest problem? Right? It's 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 a lot of it is your paper rich, but how do you translate that and how do you get that money out and how do you you know, maybe we should have an episode on what that really means for people, because it is a taxable event, right? It's it's meant to not be, you know, traceable, right? Um, but the whole idea is once you do translate that to some other currency, then it does cause some some level of taxation there. Yeah, once it hits an exchange and you convert it to fiat, which is real world currency, then that's where they that's where they get you. Just do the right thing, even when it yeah. sucks, and you're cashing out your five billion. Pay your taxes. Yeah, pay your taxes. (laughs) In chief. (laughs) Yeah, in chief. That's what I tell. That's what I tell people, like friends and coworkers. Like, oh, yeah, I made all this money in in crypto. I said, you better pay your taxes. Like the IRS, at least here in the U.S., you know, the IRS, they do not mess around. Like these guys got Al Capone. Like I'm not going against the agency that got Al Capone. I'm happy to pay my taxes to stay out of prison. Yeah, and and more on that, right? So if, if you buy a car... You know, Tesla takes takes Bitcoin now, right? Is that a taxable event? Yes. Well, they stopped taking Bitcoin. They did the old pump and dump, but they're going to start doing Doge next, right? Yeah, that's yeah. correct. But yeah, hey, even when you convert cryptocurrency into a real world asset like a car, that is technically you technically have to report that. So, a little PSA for for those of you that might have like a will or anything that's going on. Um, I was looking at my phone the other day. I'm like, my God, the level of multi-factor authentication that I have into so many different things, especially around money is like, it's insane, right? But if I die, it kind of goes back to Glenn's thing. Like, how do you, how do you even do, or I'm sorry, what you were saying, Chris, like if you had crypto mining or I'm sorry, uh, you know, Bitcoin or some type of currency, like your family's not gonna have any idea to do uh, any idea what to do with it. You got to kind of spell it out for them. And so my, my, uh, modified will now, the first thing it says in there is keep the phone subscription on, do not turn off service to the phone. Uh, here is the password, you know, to the phone because you're gonna have to get in there. And there's an explanation of how to use all the various multi-factor authentications and which ones they're tied to, uh, in there as well. Because if you think about it, like with E-Trade, it doesn't even prompt you for it. It's like username, password, plus you know, your, your OTP the, the token. Yeah. 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 So 
I don't know. Have you guys ever given any thought to that? Yeah, it's like you have to have a treasure map now or something like that. I know some of the password managers have a, I don't know what they call this, some kind of feature within the password manager. But but yeah, there's there's some kind of backdoor that they can access your passwords if you pass away and you give the death certificate and all that stuff. I know like Facebook and other companies will reset passwords in accounts if you submit a death certificate for, for that person. But probably LastPass a good idea. LastPass, but yeah, I'm thinking of LastPass then. Yeah, they have uh, So you can share it with your family and then if you don't log in and I forget a certain duration, then they have access to go in there. Like, you know, basically upon your death, like LastPass is like, man, Brian hasn't logged in here in over 30 days. We're going to go ahead and open this up to his wife and get in there. But yeah, that's definitely a good start putting, I tell my wife and kids, everything you need to know is either <laughs> in LastPass or the safe or a combination of it. Glenn, do, do you do anything? in particular like that as far as like you know should you die right you probably have some things that are told you know tied into some form of password or otp have you given them any instructions on it yeah i i told my wife anything in the safe if it's a gun belongs to my my best friend <laughs> i'm just holding on to them <laughs> i'm more simple than you guys i i like i said i have a financial uh financial advisor and he controls a lot of the money, so I've gotten a lot of, out of a lot of that, right? So whatever small investments I have, those are pennies on the dollar compared to what's being invested right now with with uh, with my advisor. So um, and then I've got a living trust that's all handled, so the kids know go go call this lawyer, and uh, everything will be handled from that standpoint. Like, but like I said, the, the what's in the bank, it's pennies compared to what's in the investments. So something. So like with your financial advisor, if you pass, right? Mm-hmm. There's probably a web portal they can log into, or is it just, hey, pick up the phone and call uh, Barry over here, and he'll he'll instruct yeah. you on how to. Okay, pick up the phone and call call my call my guy. His name is Eric. I'm not going to tell you where he works, but yeah, <laughs> and uh, he's an awesome guy. And like I said, he he he'll, he'll know. And then I've got my accountant as well. He he knows what to do. And like I said, the 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 uh, the law office uh, they they have all the documentation. So. It's all it's all set up from that aspect. What I wanted to do was have something that is is pain free for the kids, and so basically mm-hmm. all they have to do is ask for money or, or get access to the money and start spending it. Right? I don't want them having to decipher a bunch of things. And there's a there's a huge benefit for a trust over a will, right? From a from mm-hmm. a taxation standpoint, if I'm not mistaken. In in the is it with just property? Because I thought that's all it was. It's not just property, right? Uh, my understanding is, well, it's 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 the ability for someone to go back and say, hey, um, Glenn is dead, but he owed me money. So whatever assets he has needs to convey to me, right? And and what the will or the or the trust says is this. No, there's there's no arbitration. The, the property will need to convey to the trust. And then whoever the executors in the trust are, that's that's where, you know, that that whole rigmarole of 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 um legalese has has to go to right so i said i I try and make these things i I try to make this very easy for the kids to have access to the larger amount of money not necessarily the one that's in the bank so you're not going to try to get buried with it what's that (laughs) you're not going to try to get buried with it no 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 i'm gonna try and spend everything i can so Well, I know what I'm doing after we hang up from this podcast. I'm gonna I'm gonna call Eric and pretend to be Glenn's long lost son. <laughs> Good luck. 
So <laughs> you put a password on there. I don't know if you guys remember this one, but it was it was an actual Taco Bell commercial, and uh, there was a basketball player, and he's trying to get in, or somebody's knocking on the door, and and this basketball player is the gate, and he's like, "What's the password?" You guys know what the password was? I don't remember that one. It was yeah, don't. It was Shaq, and the the password was or the phrase was "Don't fake the funk on a nasty dunk." <laughs> don't ask me why. I, I vaguely remember, remember that one. I re- I do. I vaguely remember <laughs> that. <laughs> All right, for our last topic, and it will be a rotating topic every week. I want the host to take a look back on the last forty episodes and let me know what was your favorite podcast moment. And I think we probably already covered it, but just want to specifically call it out uh, for me it, it was glenn hit the nail on the head it was for me it was episode 19 when we were talking about how disgusting and unhygienic keyboards are and brian says if he catches someone not washing their hands he chases them down and just the image of that going down in an airport and your your poor wife face palming and saying oh no not again like that just image gotta be one of my favorite moments of the, of the podcast and i vaguely even remember it just kidding <laughs> <laughs> You ever see if you ever see Brian in the bathroom, run away, but wash your hands first. Yeah, there you go. That's what he says. He's like, wash your hands. We won't have a problem. You know, it's just common sense. So, what can I say? Is it? Is it Brian? Is it really? <laughs> For some people, I don't think it is. So, hate to it offend anyone that doesn't gym, wash their hands. Way. It did. Oh, that is so yeah. gross. That yeah. Did you call him out? Of course I did. I ran out, and my hands are still <laughs> dripping wet. Did he go back and wash his hands? Or he did left. he ignore you? He left. Yeah, he, yeah, he left. <laughs> Public he, shaming he, worked. He, he made a beeline right for it. And then everyone's looking at me like, this guy is psycho. <laughs> stay out of this guy's way. But it's freaking, there's two doors too to get out of the, the, the restroom area. Like, this man, you're just spreading your germs everywhere. So now I take a towel in there because the, the gym I go to, they have like a towel. So I'll, like, and they have air dryers, but they don't have hand towels. So I take a little like hand, like a towel that you use for sweat or whatever, go in there, wash my hands, dry them off, and then I use that that towel to open the doors, and then I discard it into the the laundry bin. It's a high IQ move right there. That is, that's hygiene <laughs> protocol. Hygiene <laughs> protocol. That's at its best. That's al- that's almost that's almost uh, was a medical level right there. <laughs> but at the same time, like I'll drop bologna on the floor and eat it. Like, I don't understand. Where do you draw the line? Is it urine? Is it the floor? Who knows? Let's save that for another episode of things that we've done that we're, we're kind of ashamed of, but don't want others to know. <laughs> I think, Glenn, that was probably your, one of your favorite moments, too. Do you have another one? Ah. Uh, or was, yours might have been episode one, just kicking this thing off. Yeah, just kicking this thing off was fun. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, thanks for Chris for for and Brian for letting me be part of this. This was this has been a blast for forty episodes. So yeah, you're welcome, and I can revoke it anytime I want. So <laughs> keep those hands clean. That's right. <laughs> What's yours, Brian? Favorite moment in the last forty episodes? Uh, I guess the one that really kind of stands out is is post uh, Costa Rica trip with you guys. This felt like we got a lot closer, hanging out with the families and whatnot. So getting on there and, and having those discussions just a little bit more like, I don't know, friendly or intimate, whatever you want to say. Told you, it's, it's all about those shirtless hugs. Oh God. 
but hips out. Right, closer hips, together, Brian. <laughs> hips out. Hips out. Let's be very clear about that. <laughs> you know, I was hoping for like this the straight Christian side hug, but you know, Chris is not that guy. No. Do you, do you guys no. know what a Christian side hug is, by the way? I can imagine it. Yeah. So, like, is this like? It's something that always seems to go on in, in the, the churches, right? And this is like, you know, you start to get friendly with people. and But, you know, like from a morality standpoint, you want to keep it like very G-rated. And you get to this weird area where it's like, oh, I guess we start hugging now. And so instead of like a normal hug, he's kind of going for the side hug on, you know, the girl. Put your arm around the them. Yeah. yeah. The, the, you know, <laughs> and just a little pat like, hey, you're a dog. And then just walk away. So that's what Brian wants. But that's not what Brian got. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> well, we continue to get great comments about our dad joke of the week. Dad joke of the week. For this last episode of 2021, we each have one, and I'll go first. Why are people from Norway so good at editing files in Linux? Their ancestors were VI kings, Vikings. <laughs> I must be Viking. I'm actually trying to actually grow out a Viking beard next. That's a good one. There you go. Well, then you'll be an expert in VI. They're not related to Emacs then, right? So. <laughs> no. <laughs> nice. That's a good one, Chris. Okay, what, what I, is I guess your I'll... command line in, uh, editor of choice? I'm a VI guy. Are you really? Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess VI is it. So, not bad. Um, I'll go next. Um, keeping in in the Christmas spirit, I've got I've got one for for Christmas uh, or this time of year. What did the first snowman say to the second snowman? Our blood is everywhere. I don't know what. I don't know about you, but I smell carrots. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's All a right. good one. <laughs> yeah, right. Brian. I don't know who needs to hear this, but it is inappropriate if you make a dad joke and you are not a dad. That's a faux pas. Alright, that one's a true dad joke. <laughs> there you go. Good one. Alright, to wrap things up. Surprising absolutely no one, Facebook is the most hated company in the world. Chris thinks the unlawful surveillance problem will continue to worsen in 2022 despite attempts to rein in the NSO group. Brian believes something will happen with Log4J. Someone's going to miss something and it'll bite them next year. And Glenn believes Doge will go to the moon at $1. Or he hopes. He hopes. <laughs> we all do. His, his children's education is depending on that mooning. <laughs> mooning. <laughs> That's all I have for this week. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. You can find us all on LinkedIn. Links will be in the description. Follow us on Instagram at Pebcac Podcast. You can help us grow the podcast by telling someone else about it. Thank you to all our listeners and subscribers who rate us five stars in the iTunes store and left us a review. We appreciate you all spreading the word to help grow the show. The best way to find us is to search for the Pebcac Podcast on your favorite podcast listening app. For my co-host Brian Deach and Glenn Medina, I'm Chris Louie. Thanks for listening. Have a very happy new year. We'll see you all next week. And as always, have a nice day. Thank you all. Appreciate it. Hope you all had a merry, great, merry, great Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>